Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom, shakalaka. Hello and welcome to Friday's Hotline Rings with myself own Luke O'Callaghan in for Steve O'Rourke. I'm joined on the line by Niall Kelly from Rio. On today's show we're going to be looking back at Thomas Barr's wonderful race yesterday. We're going to be looking at the latest with Pat Hickey and we're also be looking at Usain Bolt last night winning the 200 metres for the third Olympics in a row. Barr's just uh, slipped back in here and he's dipped out of medal contention. It's Clement. Clement without sight of White and Tamuti. Clement, Tamuti, Barr coming back. Barr is charging to try and get in the top three. Barr is going strongly. Thomas Barr just picked on the line for a medal. Niall, first of all, uh, there seems to be a little um, renovations going on behind you in the apartment in Rio there. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't want to be trying to get much sleep in here this morning. There is a man with a hammer who I thought initially might have been inside my head, but apparently is just in the apartment next door, bashing away at some wall. So uh, <laughs> apologies, uh, apologies if he, that noise is coming through loud and clear at the far end. I'll just try and speak really loud over him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, we, we can hear you. We can hear you anyway. Um, so that's the main thing. So now, what's the latest with? Uh, Pat Hickey, what what's going on um, out in Rio? Yeah, I got a, I think I got a bit of a taste yesterday for what the the life of a news journalist is like. <laughs> we had just finished up reporting on, uh, yeah, and essentially, sorry, just to make that clear, a lot of it is standing around waiting, um, <laughs> or, or, at least, or at least that is my that is my experience of it now. So we after Thomas Barr's race yesterday in the Olympic Stadium, we got word about three o'clock here local time that Pat Hickey had been released from hospital. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the Irish out there so we knew where he was being taken and it was actually very close to where we were at the police station that he was due to be taken to so we decided that you know it made sense at that point for us to go down to that police station jump in a taxi and go down there it was about 10 minutes away what I didn't really bank on was that we were standing outside that police station then for a good four four over four hours anyway Jeez. and yeah. it was there was nothing happening. There was there was nothing happening. So from Pat Hickey's perspective, what happened was he was released from hospital, and then we're not sure. It seems like he might have been taken to a secondary location for further assessment. That bit was was unclear. That may have been lost in translation. Me- what we do know is then it? is that he was taken to. A... Sorry, no uh, medical assessment. Uh, medical assessment is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a second medical assessment. Right. That was that was what we were with the indication we had. Where and then what happened then was he was taken to a police station, a, a, a different police station in Rio City, for where he was asked to give a statement. That obviously went on for quite a while, and then he was going to be taken to the location that we were at, which was in the Jacare neighbourhood, where he was due to be processed before he was remanded overnight into police custody. Right now, by the time we left last night at about half past eight, he had still to show up in Jacare. And I'm not really sure. I don't know a huge amount about Chikare, or I didn't anyway before last night. But what I can tell you is it's not the kind of neighborhood that you want to be hanging around after dark. Right, okay. <laughs> the, the, the police were very forthcoming in the information that they were giving to us. Not about Pat Hickey, but about the area that we were in and about our own personal safety. So we were standing outside on the street waiting for Pat Hickey's car to pull up. 
And before we even got there, so before myself and Sinead landed down there, a couple of Irish journalists had been there. And this is about half three, maybe in the afternoon, the police kind of said, look, we can't guarantee your safety standing out there on the street, which is not really the most uh, <laughs> encouraging sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the most encouraging or reassuring sign in the world. We stayed there anyway. And then as it got to coming towards dark, the police came out again and they kindly asked us if we would mind moving inside the gates of their combat compound and waiting for Patty there because there is, an, uh, as they would describe it, an, an unpacified favela about 100 yards across the road and the the kind of favela where they, they don't necessarily have a strong working relationship with the police, for want of a better turn of phrase. And it they might have been a lot of people, because there was so much electronic gear with RT cameras and everybody else's audio equipment, Globo, the Brazilian news TV station were down there as well. So they, they, they pointed out that these are these are the kind of people who, there are, there are the kind of people who may have spotted the amount of really expensive gear there. And it might just be a better idea for everybody if we just took a couple of steps inside the compound and waited for Pat Hickey there. Right. So um, an, an interesting an interesting little afternoon, really. But as, as I said, by the time we left last night, about half past eight local time, half past midnight Irish, Pat Hickey had not been had not arrived yet to be processed. But now we understand and the reports are that he was denied bail last night in in a Rio court yeah. and he he was questioned by police overnight and remanded into custody. So we don't know we don't know where that is, um whether he will be transferred to prison or whether he will be held under house arrest because of his age. We we're, we're still waiting for details on that. Right. And what do you think is the next step then in that? He's probably going to appeal that bail that bail refusal yeah. uh, and see and see if see if he can if he can cooperate with police surrender his passport or whatever and manage to manage to get out on bail. But beyond that, it's it's hard to know really what the timeline here is. We get the sense that things might move rather slowly in Brazilian court. Right. So we're not, we're not really sure. We're not really sure what the what the latest. So you, you could be out there for another few weeks yet. Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've enough sun, I've enough sun cream to last for a couple of weeks, but I don't know if I've the stamina, if I've the stamina or the patience to last for another couple of weeks. My my brief foray as a news journalist didn't really go down that well yesterday. Right, fair enough. So you, you're going to stick to the sports. Um, I, I think mo- so. Moving on to the sports, then. Um, yesterday we saw a fantastic performance from Thomas Barr. Um, you you were you were at the stadium yourself. Um, like he was so close. He was, and you wouldn't, we were sitting on the finish line. You wouldn't believe, I, I tried to do it justice yesterday when I was writing my piece, saying that, you know, it takes you about three-tenths of a second to blink your eye, so it's an, it's even harder for us to conceive of what 0.05 of a second, one-twentieth of a second actually looks like. It's it's the most minuscule amount of time. And as you, the only thing, the only way you can perceive it in real time sitting there is you can see the gap narrowing and narrowing and yeah. narrowing. And as Barr dipped, it just became apparent that there was, there was that tiniest, he was just that fraction of a step away from bronze. And you just knew as they flashed by the line, it just became clear that he hadn't, he hadn't done enough. Yeah. As he said himself, just so bittersweet to come here and to run that blinder of a race on the back of his disruptive performance to come in having not broken 50 all season and then run uh, to, you know, to break 48 in the set or to, to 
set a new PB and new national record of 48.39 in the semi-finals, and then to go sub 48 with another new PB and another new national record in the finals. I mean, that is absolutely sensational, sensational stuff. You can fault him for absolutely nothing. I think he being ultra critical, he probably said he wasn't his most fluid into hurdles nine and 10, and that may have cost him in the long run. Yeah. But you really, you really can't fault him. Yeah. And like watching it, I was kind of thinking if there had been another couple of meters, he, he had it. Like, um, if he had a, in the semi final as well, he had juice in the last 100 meters. If he had maybe turned that on just a fraction of a second earlier, do you think he could, he could have gotten third place? Or, but I, I suppose again, there was, um, there was the disqualification as well, which I suppose things just lined up for him, um, to, to run that decent race because yeah. that took a medal prospect out of the race before it even begun like yeah it did like it, it it can only help when the pre-race favorite running in the lady beside you is is ruled out for disqualification but oh uh, there are so many and i'm sure thomas Barr is the same himself when he wakes up i know he was tweeting last night that he was out uh he was out celebrating and as he rightly showed it was the one of the greatest if not the greatest irish sprint performance on the track ever and deserves to be to be marked as such and celebrated as such. But I'm sure when he wakes up this morning or in the next couple of days, all those ifs and buts and maybes will be in his head. Yeah. One thing that I have to say was that was very impressive was uh, he was asked directly about the the history of doping in track and field, and if and basically it was put to him that the quick progression he has made this year in a season dogged by injury would obviously arouse suspicion. Yeah. He he's he's after taking point seven of a second off his off his PB in the space of seventy two hours and on the back of an injury like for somebody who hadn't run fifty this week before this week, this season to be running Absolutely, those times yeah. is obviously remarkable. And he said, Look, you know, if I saw that progression from somebody else I would be suspicious. But I've been tested twelve or thirteen times this year. The testers are waiting here to test me again. I know, I know, I'm clean. I know what I I've done clean, and I that's all that I can I can say. Yeah, I suppose like you don't want to think it, but like cynical minds, like I I suppose you see that from the Russians and everything, and it just when it's one of your own, you want to be like, nah, no, there's there's nothing going on there. But I suppose just you you can't ignore the facts. But look, if 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 he's given honest honest opinions like that of his cleanliness then I suppose you, you, innocent until proven guilty is uh, is probably the best way to look at it really but um, all in all a fantastic performance he surpassed pretty much everybody's expectations so to achieve for it it is obviously bittersweet but it's, it's probably better than a lot of people were hoping for going into it like yeah so he surpassed even his own expectations I think on the really yeah. Just an incredible performance. And remember, he's only 24 years old. He's going to be one of Ireland's biggest and brightest medal hopes for World Championships next year and all the way through to Tokyo in 2020. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's de- definitely one to watch. Um, So moving on, last night as well on the track, uh, Usain Bolt did his... He completed his double-triple, um, triple-double, whichever way you want to look at it. But he, he got the 200-meter final again. And I read something this morning that he's basically just... He didn't run it as quick as he has done in the past, and he was basically saying that his opponents aren't quick enough, and that's that's why he's not that quick. Uh, what, you, you, were you there for that as well? Yeah, we were. We were there last night. We were back in the stadium last night, and after our police police station stakeout, we decided that it was time <laughs> to go back and actually watch some sport again. Yeah. 
I read a really interesting statistic last night. So the first thing you have to say is Usain Bolt was incredible again last night. Just yeah. no, nobody in his field. But the thing that the, the surprising thing was he was the only person in that race who ran under 20 seconds. Right, right. And if the statistics that I, I have to hand are correct, Andre de Grasse, the Canadian 21-year-old who was second in 2002, that was only the 325th quickest 200-meter time of all time. Jeez, right. So that, 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 that was the gap between Usain Bolt history and the rest last night. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't even close. I know he said there was that amazing picture on Wednesday night of him and Andre de Grasse <laughs> in, their semi, in their semi-final, basically having the crack as they crossed <laughs> the line side by side. But Bolt, Bolt came out then afterwards, and he was. I think it was part of it was him reminding DeGrasse who's boss, and part of it was him reluctant to hand over the torch to the next generation, which I think is what what we're seeing here this week. Yeah. But he said, you know, DeGrasse had actually run his semi-final too fast. He said he shouldn't have done that. Uh, he's going to he's going to realise that that was a mistake. Yeah. And when DeGrasse went to press go last night, there was nothing left in the tank, and he was asked about it afterwards, and he said, "I went too fast in my semi-final." Right, so I suppose that's the experience coming out in Bolt. Like, he yeah. he is probably one of the most experienced athletes. Um, like he's he's the only person to ever win gold in the hundred and two hundred meters in three Olympics. Um, he's he's phenomenal, really. And I suppose when when he is gonna say something as a young athlete, you kind of need to listen because he he does know what's going on. He does know the story. Yeah, he he really does, and I think there has been that sense just with the grass coming third in the hundred and coming second last night with that moment on Wednesday night between the two of them. I think there has been a sense that this is now, this is now his time. He is he is in the position to take over from Bolt as the next, the next track superstar. And you know, it was it was strange to see last night Bolt's last he said that he'll race at the world championships last year this is obviously his last olympics yeah. which made last night his last individual race and it was i suppose for all the showiness and all that there, it, there were a couple of poignant moments as he did his lap of honor his usual stopping to take selfies is <laughs> all that all that stuff they played bob marley's one love and <laughs> he he stopped when everybody else had left the track, this was the last race of the night when everybody else had left the track, he kind of stopped alone for a moment at the finish line and stood and stared out into space and then just struck that, you know, lightning bolt pose one last time and yeah. exit and walked off and that was that was it. It was the last time like we we'll see you saying bolt tonight in the four by one final. He's out to, to finish off the, the triple triple to turn the triple double into a triple triple yeah. and which is even more remarkable but you know, it was this. This was it for Usain Bolt in the Olympics, and he went out in his terms. Yeah, yeah, it's an end of an era, really. You could say. Um, uh, so moving back to Irish interest then, and Leona Maguire and Stephanie Meadow are in the golf uh, today. Um, Leona Maguire had a great round yesterday, Niall. Yeah, just sensational stuff by Leona to to go out and shoot sixty five was a really just an incredible way to bounce back from that disappointing opening round on Wednesday. And she was sitting five, just five shots off the medal places overnight as we move into the start of the third round today, which really, when you consider everything for, for an amateur player in this field at the Olympics Games, is just an incredible achievement. She, I think she probably knew herself on Wednesday that she left a little bit out there, that she had missed a few puts and things could have been, could have been slightly better for her. 
but there was no doubting. She the putter went hot yesterday, and she was rolling them in. So she she would really be hoping now that she can kind of keep in contention and leave herself tomorrow, going into an excellent shot of the medal. I'm actually going to head out there now. Sinead is has headed to see Rob Heffern in the 50k race walk where. All signs are positive. It looks like he, he'll be able to leave himself in the mix coming into the last few kilometres. Yeah. I'm going to head the other direction out to, to the golf course, the Olympic golf course out in Bahia and see if I can catch up with Leona and Stephanie because it looks like it could be another big day for the pair of them. Yeah, and um, Stephanie as well, she, she had a good round yesterday too, didn't she? Yeah, 66 for Stephanie. Again, will have been absolutely thrilled after the, the round that she had on like just would have been a very very disappointing round for her on uh wednesday and really nice because she's definitely a better player than she showed out here on wednesday and it would have been very disappointing if she was going into the weekend having having not shown any of her potential so she managed to 66 was was a, a great performance for her yesterday and uh she's actually out as we speak now by the time pe- people are listening to this she may be well into her round or even finished her round. But as we as we speak now, she's two under for the day through through her first six holes to and has moved to one under par and up into a tie for 33rd. So, you know, really, really strong positive start from her today again. Yeah, absolutely. The Irish golfers have represented Ireland well at uh, golf's return to the Olympics, really. Yeah, so as you mentioned there, Sinead is heading out to watch Rob Heffernan and Brendan Boyce and Alex Wright in the 50-kilometre walk. Uh, Rob Heffernan obviously has, has a very good chance of doing well in the 50-kilometre walk this time around again. So um, it, like, what, what's Sinead's plan going to be for today? Yeah, well, she, she's after bringing the sun cream with her and she, she's headed down towards the finish line because it's an absolute belter here in Rio again today. I haven't actually had a chance to check the, the thermometer, but I'm looking outside the window and the sun is beating down. So well, conditions I can, I can are going tell to be... you, I got absolutely soaked coming to work today, so I'm not jealous whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, condition, conditions are going to be... Well, it, it's, grand for, it's grand for anybody who's just standing around the side of the road watching, but uh, I wouldn't fancy doing a 50k race walk yeah. in it, but... Rob, Rob is well used to, to these conditions, and I think he, he really has a, a strong chance. He's you know he's flown in a little bit under the radar in terms of his preparation before this. He only arrived out in Rio. He, he kind of has his own way of doing things now. He only arrived out in Rio, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. He hasn't been here all that time. He only wants to fly in before the race today and then kind of spend as little time as little time here as possible yeah but you know you have to remember he's massively experienced he's looking to become only the third irish man to medal at two olympic games along with pat o'callaghan and paddy barnes which will be a remarkable remarkable company to keep and a remarkable achievement for him so uh we we will see how that goes yeah yeah no it's uh looking to be uh, another good day anyway um so yeah i suppose that's it for hotline rings on friday um Obviously, we're going into the last weekend of the Olympics and Niall and Sinead are holding on out in Rio for the next while, so you can keep up to date with the latest out there on the 42.ie's website. I've been Oluco Kallig in for Steve O'Rourke and thanks very much to Niall for joining us. And thanks for listening to Hotline Rings. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom, shakalaka. Ah, Taylor. I know when that hotline bling, they can only.